0: to to the Barbellows Podcast,
1: Podcast. a place for the everyday women who are sick and tired of those darn fad diets. We're here to lift, lift the
0: veils and the mysteries of fitness, and lift other women who might be struggling with the same things we struggle with. We're going to tell you how we went from stay puffs to stay buffs. Yeah, yeah. Whoop,
2: whoop. Find us on social media, on Instagram, Barbellows Podcast, or you can find all our links on our website, barbellos.net.
1: Thanks so much for listening. We are the Barbellas. Woo. I'm Darabella. I'm Sarabella. I'm Pam Bella. And welcome to our show because I totally screwed up that intro, but that's okay because it's kind of one of those days for us. It's been a bang of a day. <laughs> <laughs> we have had a lot of bangs, so bear of, with us. Bear with us. But we're definitely going to give you a few tips on how to stay motivated, what motivates us, I guess. And uh, yeah, so Sarah clearly bang motivates. <laughs> Dare a little bit more than others. I've lost it, you guys. I've really lost it. Okay, look at refocus. We got this. I'm not making eye contact. I don't here. My heart is beating oh, I can't stop laughing. Okay. But really, we're so glad you're listening. Thanks for joining our podcast. Thanks for checking us out. We hope we can inspire and motivate you to reach your goals. And so, on today's
0: podcast, we're going to be talking about um, what motivates us. We had a great question from a listener who asked how we deal with number one stress, how we stay motivated. Mm And do we feel like we're missing out while we're in prep or while we're dieting, all the above? And we will address all of those in today's podcast. Sorry,
1: I had to take another drink of bang. I'm, off. <laughs> I'm getting cut off. <laughs> no more bang for Dara. <laughs> all right. But, but really, so Sarah, since uh, this was a question from someone you know, let's start with you. Okay. So, um, motivation,
0: I guess you have to develop discipline and motivation because at one point or another, one of them will fail you. You won't always be motivated. You'll have down days. You'll have extreme up days. You'll have, um, and everywhere in between. So you've got to develop both discipline and motivation. What motivated me in the first place was actually my lack of discipline. So, I really wanted to follow through on one thing because I I would get started, I wouldn't see the results I wanted, or it'd be very hard, or I'd get too busy, or I just, honestly, I just wouldn't want to do it because it was a lot of work, and I didn't have the discipline to stick it out, and so I'd quit. So um, when I started this fitness journey, I committed fully to it. I found a coach. I Paid everything I needed to pay to start training. And that was part of what kept me going. What motivated me. Because sure. it's, it's not cheap. So that motivated me there. But getting on stage was my big motivator in the first place. And discipline came over time. Um, so when I didn't have the motivation. When I had days where I was sick. My, both of my kids came home with the norovirus. And passed it Ooh. on to me. About three months into prep. And at that point, I'd been working really hard. I'd lost about 13, 14 pounds, and I wasn't willing to give up my progress for the flu. So that's where the discipline came in because I definitely was not motivated to work out having a stomach bug. So um, I got done what I could get done, and I let it go at that. I didn't punish myself for not doing a full workout. I think I skipped cardio that day. Um, I got done... of my workout I started feeling really bad and I decided that was enough for that and that was part of just being super disciplined at that point um and of course you know I let my coach know that I'd been sick and he was like you're gonna have days like this and you did the right thing don't push yourself when you're in that position so give yourself a little bit of slack but not too much I think that Pauline Nordine has a really good book called um fat loss by mind power and she she's one of my biggest motivators if you haven't checked out her fighter diet website i highly recommend it because she is the queen of no excuses and she really spoke to me on a different level of you know you're going to you're going to continue to make these excuses because it's a habit so you have to have another habit you have to replace this habit with a better habit So instead of cheating and then doing the confessional that I've cheated on my diet and I feel so bad, um, reach out to someone before you do it. You know, that's where your support group comes in. And that'll keep you more on track. Or don't give yourself those excuses like, so what if you're tired? Um, You know, tired has nothing to do with reaching your goal. It's all about pushing through and and.
1: I guess it's more discipline than motivation sometimes. It is, I would say so too. Yeah, um, but uh, I don't know where I was going. My brain just totally lost itself for a second there. <laughs> um, I definitely agree with what you're saying about you know staying motivated and you know using that discipline to drive you because I think that is the biggest factor. Mm-hmm. It's like just staying disciplined and and not letting those excuses just build up on you because you can you can make them about anything in your life like, it's so easy to make an excuse i'm tired it rained today i my left leg mm-hmm. hurts my pinky finger hurts like any excuse in the world to not do what your goal is but you're only hurting yourself when you do that you're only you know Right, limiting you're, yourself. Why limit yourself? Don't put a limit on what you can do. You're giving your, yourself an
0: out when you make an excuse and you're teaching, you're actually wiring your brain to find right. the excuse. Mm. So if you can wire your brain to find the excuse, you can wire your brain in the opposite to power past it and not make the excuse. And that, that took some time, but whenever my motivation fails me, um, my discipline kicks in and whenever my discipline is low my motivation kicks in so you really have to develop both to keep going.
2: I think for me too it's kind of setting yourself up for success mm-hmm. and some of the things i was hearing you say like at some point you create the system where you get used to the new habit mm-hmm. that you don't have to put in as much like brute force like you did in the beginning right, right. like you have a system you have a coach you have a team it becomes a habit and then you start to kind of enjoy it and Mm -hmm. you see the results. And I feel like as I kept going through the process, then you don't feel like you need to motivate yourself as much. Do you feel that way? Yes,
0: definitely. Yeah. You're it's, it's less motivation and more habit after a certain point. You just kind of, it's part of your day. It's part of your everyday Mm -hmm. routine. It's like going to work. I mean, how many of us like to get up and go to work? I'm going to guess it's not a lot of us, but we do it every single day because that's our routine. We're motivated for a paycheck. But not even that is going to keep you going to work every single day. It's your discipline that does it. So I really treat um, my fitness journey like a job. Like, this is my job. It's my job to go downstairs and work out. It's my job to go to the gym and get my cardio done. It's my job to do this. And once you kind of start putting it in that perspective, you find time for it. You schedule it in if you have to. Write it on your schedule. I always put going to my therapist – on my work schedule (laughs) and everybody knows what that means they know I'm downstairs in the gym so and then they know that you know don't give me anything between those time periods when I'm gone because I'm gonna be at therapy (laughs) which is the gym
2: the interesting thing too about what you're saying is like you're setting those standards of how everyone else is gonna approach you and approach what you're doing and in the beginning yeah you have people that aren't used to it or criticize you, but then as time goes on, they you kind of train them to accept it, right? Exactly, yeah. And they become inspired by it and they appreciate it. So that kind of initial pushback from people mm-hmm. um, kind of fades
1: away with time, right? Right, it totally does. And then you have that support system there. It kind of helps create that accountability for you because they see what you're doing, they know that you've been doing it, and they, mm-hmm. they're kind of there to be like, hey, what are you doing? Why would you fall off the whack? Why didn't you go to the therapy session? Yeah, why weren't you in therapy today? Oh, it was, a, it was a long
0: day. We had child prep. We had this or that. You know, my bosses are always like, God, please go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> take, take your hour and please go to the gym right now. So I think um, I, I'm very different. I'm a different person when I don't get my workouts in. And mm-hmm. it's not a rest day for me. I get a little edgy. I get a little unfocused. So that's really, um, fitness has become like, really has become therapy. It's, it's the time to, to slow down and just focus on me.
2: How do you deal with the fear of missing out for that, that piece of it?
0: Like the fear of missing out, like food wise and like lifestyle.
2: Yeah, it probably hits on a few different areas,
0: right? It it does. I mean, I was a little afraid, um, especially because it seems like there's a holiday every single month. We're always celebrating something. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, the holiday season from October till January 1st is a really rough one. I'm always in prep during that time just to keep myself in check. And what I have found is that I'm not missing out on anything because nothing, nothing has gone away. Like... All the food that I want to eat or that I used to eat is still there. Right. And it'll be there when I'm done and I can have it when I'm done. And what I used to tell myself when I first started training was, um, you know, lose 10 pounds and then you can have a brownie or lose 10 pounds and you can have this treat. And then when I got to that 10 pounds, I really didn't want it because I had worked so hard to get down I was like, well, I've come this far. It was almost like Forrest Gump running, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, I've come this far, you know, maybe I can go a little further. And I just kind of kept that mindset of just run for run, kept, kept that going. Um, I really haven't missed out on anything because you start forming new patterns and you start your, your taste buds change, everything starts to change and you get to that point and you don't want the brownies or the cookies. But as far as feeling like I miss out, I feel like I'm not really, um, I'm not really, I can appreciate food so much more now mm-hmm. because we are on such strict diets. So then when we do get a cheat meal, it's something that I really, really, really want. It's not out of boredom or out of curiosity or, or anything else or stress. It's because I really, really want it and I have it in my macros and I can do it and I so appreciate it. I know you girls. No, like the after meals after the show
1: oh, it's probably yeah.
0: the best tasting food
1: you've ever had even if you've had it a thousand times i totally agree i will admit to something though if you like i through that first prep i did not have any cheat meals mm-hmm. like for 125 days and i will tell you during this prep it has been a lot harder because i've been allowed a couple cheat meals a week and i don't have the fear of missing out but i have started the slippery slope of oh, it's just one little thing. Like, oh, it was just a latte. Or, well, my cheat meals start to merge, you know, two Mm -hmm. in a row. And then I'm, like, trying to use the excuse of next week's cheat meal for this week's cheat meal and swapping out so I can have three meals. And you kind of, for me, it actually has made me feel, like, kind of crappy, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Like, I don't feel good when I eat those things. Like, I actually feel sluggish and I feel kind of depressed because it's, like, you've worked so hard to get where you are and then we eat something like that's not good it kind of makes you feel bad it makes yeah. you feel really bad and it's not just like a body image thing it's more of like that kind of food actually makes my mind slow down like yep. I feel like like so much sugar and so much like I don't know just crap it just slows you down and wears it thin and so you got to be careful with the slippery slope of it's okay to do this sometimes mm-hmm. and it's okay to have off days, but then you like, you got to just keep going. Yep. Absolutely. And that's a really good point
0: to have. Like we well, we were allowed cheat meals. Now I didn't have cheat meals for the first year and then I got two and I was almost scared of them. Mm-hmm. I was like, how mm-hmm. am I going to get all this in and what's it going to do to my body? And, Luckily, you know, I have a really solid coach who was there to kind of talk me off the ledge. He's like, this is what we want. You want the weight gain. You want this. You want that. You need the calories to build. So it took me probably a month to get used to having cheat meals. And then, of course, he took them away. So, <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm, I'm still on a, a fairly high calorie diet because um, we're in a, a building phase. But my cheat meals are gone. And I honestly, I don't miss them. I, I could have them or I could not have them at this point. And I'm, I'm feeling pretty good either way.
2: Yeah, and I in the beginning had for the, the majority of my prep two cheat meals a week. But I think I evolved like in the beginning, I really needed them and I had the mm-hmm. challenge that we were just talking about of like wanting to have more, um, but then as you get, as like 80% of your food is healthy or 90% of your food is healthy, It kind of changes your taste, and Mm -hmm. you You do do. notice when you're more sluggish. And so, then my cheat meals became a lot healthier, right? So, (laughs) like fruit and things that you don't think as as um, cheats. But I do think there's a lot of ways to make the healthy thing, the things you crave, in a healthier way. Right. I mean, because we're
0: eating right now, we're eating um, fajitas and pork rye nachos and cheesecake bites all of it's keto, all of it's uh, no or low carb, and we're still 100% on diet. We don't feel like we're missing out on anything. And we're still eating really good, healthy, clean food. It's just a matter of, of learning to bend the rules.
2: Yeah. I have a few friends right now who have just started on programs and they're like, I'm really having a hard time eating my meals. I'm like, okay, well, do they taste good keto mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, let's talk about how we can make them so they taste good. Like, I eat my meals because all of them taste good. So I'm either putting in spices I like, I'm putting in, like, onions, or putting in those little things... that can make you you know you don't want to deprive yourself and be sh- shoving food down your throat yeah that you don't right
1: because like. you'll get so. burnt out so much faster and then you'll give up on your plan a lot quicker yep. if you don't find ways to make them good we'll put up some re- recipes on our website Definitely. barbellas.net we have a lot of different tips and tricks there too so be sure to check that out find us on our social media accounts we've got Instagram, Barbellus Podcast. We're getting ready to throw out a Twitter. We're on Facebook, Barbellus Podcast. You can find us there. Uh, we know a lot of you are like in the middle of your summertime, busyness and craziness, and um, like there's different vacations, it's wedding season, things like that. And I've noticed like in one of our fitness groups that we're in, people are constantly saying, you know, how do you like keep up with your, you know, healthy eating plan when you're going out of town mm-hmm. or Like, um, do you have to just skip out? Can you eat what everyone else is eating? You know, what do you do? What's the best plan of action? And I think it really differs for each person, you know. Yeah. I try to, if I know that I'm going to be
0: traveling for a day and I'm not going to be able to work out, I stick closer to the keto diet and I limit my carb intake. So um, salads with chicken or even cheeseburgers with no bun and a side salad, just simple things you can get at any fast food restaurant. Um, non-breaded chicken sandwiches are very good on sat with you know just a side salad. We were traveling um, Friday and Saturday for a funeral, and we um, I stayed on diet hundred um, percent. I found what I could eat at you know at this point I kind of know what where right. my limits are and what I can eat and what I can what I need to avoid and of course they had cookies and cake and cupcakes and all of the great morning food that that comes with with unfortunately the funeral um and I was able to avoid all that and eat and stick to my diet and I couldn't tell you like how happy I was (laughs) when I found this little salad in, in the gas station we stopped at because we generally don't do fast food. My kids don't even really like fast food anymore. And it tasted so amazing because that is what I'm used to eating. And it becomes, again, discipline and motivation. Um, just knowing what you can can and can't eat.
2: Yeah, but it's really funny that you said that because I feel the same way. Like, all the places I used to enjoy eating, I don't enjoy eating there anymore. Okay. Like, And we'll go there, and even if I'm trying to eat something healthy there, I'm like, oh, my gosh, they put so much, like – Sodium in this, like, yeah, or so much You're butter, so much sugar, sugar, like, sugar. and you just like can taste the difference. So I feel like now I am more on the habit of cooking, and mm-hmm. I've done you know that. I've also like pre-made meals, yeah. and um, like depending on where I'm going, looked ahead of time to see kind of what the options are. So I'll find hotels that have kitchens. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going for a couple days, mm-hmm. um, when we went down to Mexico, like we chose like an all-inclusive that had healthy options Mm -hmm. that had a gym just because we wanted to stay on track and it was actually I felt like really easy like to eat healthy
0: it's a lot easier than I think people realize you just have to make conscious choices you you can if you want do you know cheeseburger and french fries but just think about how that makes you feel and play that into account when you're ordering and You know, if people give you a hard time, which they will because it's not really super common, I don't think, let them give you a hard time. It's your body. It's the calories you're going to have to burn off. They don't have to do it. So, let you know, put your headphones in if you have to. (laughs) totally
1: agree.
2: I noticed, like, in the beginning, I had to, as far as the fear of missing out piece – like, I started, instead of meeting my friends to restaurants, because I didn't want to eat salads all the time, yeah. Yeah, and eat chicken, I'd be like, hey, let's meet up in the mall and go shopping, let's meet up and do a hike, let's, yeah. like, I would just come Change up with... Change the meetups. Yeah. yeah. That's and a great my, idea. So, because a lot of my socializing before used to be going to the bars and drinking. Mm-hmm. And football season, oh my god. Football, and so <laughs> oh, I was yes. like... Or I would invite people over and be like, hey, I'm making food. Like, I'll Mm -hmm. make food for you. And they were like, actually, this was pretty good. (laughs) Right. I know, right?
0: Right. Yeah, we were, um, we love craft beer. My husband and I both love craft beer. And we used to love going around and doing beer flights. And that's what we do on weekends. I love that. And beer's not conducive to (laughs) a diet. I mean,
1: what? (laughs) I know, right? Who who made this (laughs) rule?
0: Not when you're trying to cut. I guess when you're trying to build, it's probably a little bit less um, damaging, but it's still, again, you have to burn off those calories, and those are just empty, straight-up empty calories. So I, when I cut alcohol, I thought I was seriously going to miss out, and I hear that a lot, that people are like, I can't give up drinking. And, I, and I'll turn it back on them and say, really, you know, if your child's life depended on this, on you never drinking again, you couldn't give it up? And I always go, oh, of course, you know, for that reason I could. I'm like, well, make it a life and death situation for you and your fitness. True. Tell yourself, you know, I, I'm stronger than this. I mean, we spent uh, 21 years yeah, <laughs> <laughs> So we can go a few months, you know, or right. a year without alcohol. And if you can't, maybe you need to question why you can't. And there might be something else to that so sure. you know you can get into a doctor and talk to them about that and again it's not going to go away there's always going to be craft beer there's always going to be tequila and you're you don't have to stick to this a thousand percent there's leeway there's there's right. cheats there's the occasional drink that isn't going to do anything horrible to you you just have to be in control
1: i totally agree with that i do enjoy wine I, yeah, last night. How am i am <laughs> like sitting here after I come in and my first thing to you guys is like, oh, I'm sorry, I had too much wine last night, but I feel terrible. But, but, but if, what
0: our, our, your coaches are saying, it's, you know, wine isn't that detrimental. It's just the amount you drink.
1: Right. That's so true. They, you know, I've heard so many different coaches say it's okay to have like a glass of wine, one glass of wine, like every other day mm-hmm. or, you know, a couple times a week. And it does make a difference what kind of wine you're getting. Like, right. you don't want to get, like, Moscato or something like something that. Something full of sugar. Yeah. Right. But I've heard Pinot Noir is good if, if you must have some wine. Mm-hmm. Or if you could absolutely just some, must. If you must have wine, yeah. There, there are ways around it. But um, back to the whole, like, what you do when you go out of town. I was thinking about, like, during my first prep, my first big weekend back in Kansas with my entire family and... Like, they really hadn't seen me, and they hadn't known, like, what I was doing and what I was training for, and so I go back there, and the first thing I did was, like, go to the grocery store and buy my own groceries, and I was like, hey, thanks so much for cooking all this food and all these cinnamon rolls and cookies, but, uh, actually, I'm gonna cook my own food, and so they were cool with it. Yeah. I mean, like, there, there are ways around it. It's hard when you're sitting there at, like, Christmas dinner, and everyone's eating, like, match potatoes and gravy and but look around after the meal and what they're
0: doing i'm usually in the gym after thanksgiving meals um or after christmas or whatever i'm usually the only one in the gym or i work out in my basement gym uh, because i've got the energy and i'm not falling asleep in carb coma
1: yeah on the
0: couch suffering having to undo my pants or put on my jammy pants so, <laughs> so we're not all super stretched out um i agree like that the holidays can be very hard but there's there's ways around it you can do so much with turkey brussels sprouts oh, yeah. cauliflower mashed potatoes you can do an entire keto christmas dinner which maybe we'll maybe we'll do that closer to the holidays
1: no we've do got Barbella's the, <laughs> we've got the fourth of july coming up now too a lot of people are gonna be making those oh my gosh have you seen those like Berry, angel food, cake oh, towers so the, with whipped cream and I have. <laughs> oh and <laughs> yes, cream I cheese. Have. Sounds amazing, right? I'm sure there's a way around that. We'll find it. We'll there's find it. Way. a way. For sure. Fear.
0: There's a way. So talking about like when you're in your first prep going to Kansas City, I had a wedding in Vegas five weeks into my first prep. Oh. So Vegas. Yes. I told my coach, I was like, I'm going on this vacation, I think I'm just gonna um I'll just, you know, just do a couple of days here. And he's like, okay, so just so you know, I've had clients come back come back from Vegas after a couple of days, almost 10 pounds heavier. You know, you've been working for five weeks. You're down seven pounds. You know how hard you had to work for that. Um, so keep that in mind. He's like, have fun, dot, dot, dot. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> there is no way I'm going to jeopardize what I've already done for just a brief amount of fun. So I went through a wedding um, and Vegas completely sober, no drinks at all, no cheats at all with my children. And Vegas was a whole different experience sober. I saw so much more that I think I would have missed had I been, you know, doing the typical Vegas stuff. And yeah. our first encounter, my kids' first encounter there, was a, a drunk bridesmaid on the ground calling hotel service. And <laughs> they were like, what is that, Mom? I was like, that's bad decisions, children. Let's move along. <laughs> so it was it was a challenge to do it. But, I, you know, when it was put into perspective, you know, 10 pounds heavier in a couple of days, it's probably going to be water weight. But... Still, do you really want to lose what you've gained? That would have set me back an entire month.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think for me, the other piece is once you're eating nutritious food and, like, you're full, you are you don't have those cravings. And so it's easier to say
1: no, no to
2: things. Like, I know, like, the last week of my prep, you know, I was a little bit more depleted. And mm-hmm. so I had a lot less willpower, so I didn't put myself in situations Right. Like, I was invited to, like, parties and different things. I'm like, I can't even go because I don't have the willpower right now no. to say no. Exactly. But, like, the rest of my prep, I felt like I was eating so many healthy foods. I was so um, – I felt so good that it was easier.
0: Yeah. Well, and you get fuller faster on on high protein, lots of vegetables. I know I eat, like, six meals a day, and they're not big portions, but I'm full. I'm not hungry afterward until we start getting closer to showtime and everything starts coming down and cardio starts going up. That's really the only time I really feel hungry. And then I just go to bed. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> well, like, I'm out of food for the night. I'm going to bed. See you guys. They're like, it's 530. I'm like, yep, I'm out of food. And they're like, okay, go. <laughs>
2: Please go. in addition to like motivation for eating, like let's talk a little bit more about motivation for working out. Like I know you have Netflix and other things. Can you mm-hmm. kind of tell us? Some of the things that you do to motivate yourself. Yeah, I
0: definitely, um, I just kind of pep talk myself and I'm like, this is your alone time. You can go watch Kimmy, you can go watch The Punisher, you can watch all these shows for an hour and a half uninterrupted, throw in cardio. It's another 17 minutes. You can watch a couple of episodes of whatever Santa Clarita diet. I do a lot of my workouts um, from Netflix, so I catch up on all of my shows During my workouts, which is which has made a big difference, because I think sometimes music you hear the same music over and over and over and over again, and it gets a little tedious. And you know at what point in the music you've been doing the workout for how long you've been doing it, you kind of want to stop at that point. With shows, it's always new, it's always fresh. There's four seasons of The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt right now, so that may take me through prep. I may throw in a couple of other shows just to get through it. Um, I also again if I'm having a bad day and I just don't want to work out, I think I posted this on Facebook to one of Amanda's comments. Um, I just tell myself, okay, you know, just go in. We'll do half the workout. You don't have to lift heavy. Yeah. We'll just do this. Just get into the gym. And as soon as I get into the gym, I'm like, sucka, we're going to lift heavy. We're going to do the yeah. entire workout. Ha, ha, ha. You fell for it again. And I always do. I always get there and start lifting and I'm like, this isn't heavy enough. I need to go heavier. So I'll adjust my yeah. weights. And then I'm like, I could quit right now, or I could just finish these last few reps. And then I finish those last few reps. I'm like, oh, okay, I only have one more exercise to do. I can finish those reps. So I motivate myself that way, and then the discipline kicks in for me then. And it'll be sometimes, you guys know that sometimes I work out at, at 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. Whenever it, it has to get done, it has to get done. It's basically, right. like I said, like a job to me. So that motivates me. And I know that stage is coming up and I'm 15 weeks out from the next show. So, I mean, 15 weeks in contest prep is like four days. That's how That's much time so I feel fierce. like I have. Yeah. So it comes fast and furious and you just get into that mindset where you don't, you want to be a hundred percent. You don't want to look back and think I could have placed higher had I not cheated that week or not eaten that or not drank
1: that and that's just it's a grant I'm not willing to have oh so what motivates me I guess is I like music I do like to watch shows when I'm doing cardio but I, I like music and I like trying to mix it up I have apple music so I try to find different playlists so that way I'm not like listening to the same playlist over and over and over again because you're right you do get into that Zone where you're like, oh, I know, I've hit this point. I've been in the gym for 45 minutes, and I'm listening to Little John again, or whatever. (laughs) the song has come back around. Mm -hmm. The Lannister always pays his debts playing again, so. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I love listening to music, and another thing that has become an addiction to me is posing in front of the mirror, and I can, like, flex my muscle, and I see it, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's a muscle. It's (laughs) that It is getting bigger it's growing so that that keeps me motivated now like at first seeing like, results I wasn't seeing, yeah seeing the results that's a huge motivator but like at Agreed, first i wasn't seeing is. them so that was hard
2: yeah i feel like progress photos are really yes. good at helping you keep motivated because it is easy to get in your own way or feel discouraged and not really realize how how good you're doing
1: yeah totally totally
0: well we see ourselves every single day it's really hard to see progress every day so it is, the pictures are really, really good. What is your motivator? Pam, I know that you have a busy life as well.
2: Oh, I think a lot of the things that you said, I, I do a lot of those things. I, um, in the beginning, started following a lot of Instagrammers who were fitness competitors and kind of exemplified what I wanted to get to. And I would see, like, I started meal prepping... Not because my coach told me to, but because I saw on Instagram that all the people that were at the level I wanted to be at meal prepped. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, like just having that constant stream of look, look, these are all these people that are doing it, Mm -hmm. even though they don't, they're not right in my community. Like I can see them, I can. You know interact with them and that helped motivate me to say wow like it is possible and I can do what they're doing and it's not impossible <laughs> Totally, it's
0: it's not impossible it's just challenging I, I hesitate to say it's hard because hard is a very generalized word that I mean everything is hard right right it's challenging
1: you can get through it it's not it's just it's just discipline really Yep, and if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. Correct. <laughs> I, I, I think I post that on, like, half my Instagram pictures. And speaking of Instagram pictures, we've brought Instagram up a lot, and it's both a blessing and a curse for us. Mm-hmm. And we'll kind of explain why in our next episode, the uh, comparison monster and what that <laughs> does for you. Like, you see all these Instagram models, these fitness models, and these people that, we, you know, you want to aspire to be like, but... When does too much become too much? Right. What what limit you know what is it messing with your head? What limit does where do, it go yeah, too where far? Where does it leave motivation and become comparison? Right. So uh definitely tune in next time for our next podcast episode. We're so glad you listened to us today. Thank you guys. Thank it was you. great talking to you. Hopefully you stay disciplined and motivated. Woohoo! And uh, check us out on social media. And we will, like we said, Barbella's podcast. You can find us everywhere. Um, have an awesome week. See you next Barbella Monday. woo Wow.